Yo, 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 yo. Welcome, everybody, to Tap Room Sports, a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around. That's right, because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet, sports and beer. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, here with my partner, my co-host, Mr. Big Balling, fully vaccinated, Ben Larson. What's going on, man, Ben? Uh, feeling great compared to yesterday after that fucking second shot syndrome. Good Lord, it felt like I was uh, hit by a train. But <laughs> hey, I got it done and over with and, uh, you know, back to drinking some good beer and, you know, watching sports. It was it had to be the first day in like probably years that I didn't watch a game like on TV or anything because I was you know on my ass in bed so yeah oh yeah but hey we're here we are here and sorry everybody for the delay but uh man all i would have been doing yesterday was uh yeah Mm -hmm. and the show the show is not possible with one person it wouldn't have made any sense (laughs) absolutely how you doing here we i'm good man i'm good it's uh it's monday night so it's a little off routine which is a little uh a little different, different you know yeah. you know i'm not used to it but uh you know a lot to talk about obviously uh speaking of which did you happen to see what happened with kevin love and the Cavs tonight i did not i so was watching baseball the, i was watching hockey in the third quarter he, uh the raptors make a bucket and kevin love like just smacks the ball and the raptors get it and score a bucket Cause it was like an, in, it was technically an inbound pass cause he was be out of bounds uh-huh. and it looked like he just like gave up. I actually saw a video after cause I didn't watch the game either. I just saw a video on Twitter, but I was like, man, that that's what it's like to play for the Cavs. <laughs> man. Okay. I'm going to, we've got a little bit of time before we get to the, the NBA section. So I'm going to, I'm going to check that out while we're, uh, while we're talking other sports too. That was interesting. It was definitely interesting, but man, it's Monday night drinking some beer. Oh man, it's uh, it, like I said, it's a little different, but we here, Bane, and we're gonna do this like normal, how we always do: drinking beer, talking sports. Yep. So let's let's get into the beer aspect. Uh, we've got some great beers on tap for today, uh, but we got to let everybody know that you know beer is kind of our second love in in the podcasting world. So you know we love being at the breweries. We love uh, you know supporting the local brewers, talking with brewers, and really just enjoying beer. And it's changed so much since even we started, um, yeah. you know, doing this podcast. And you know what we're looking for in beers, what we uh, what we like, dislike. I mean. You know, it's it's a whole new world for me, and you know, I'm kind of in the beer world. So we want you to go out there, check it out, try new beers because you know things that you would have liked, you know, years ago, you might not like now. Things that you hated years ago, you know, might be one of your favorite beers. So go out there, even just get a taster when you're at the the brewery, just so you can try things out and, and give things a second chance. I mean, we've gone from you know drinking beer to get shit faced to you know really enjoying beer. So. No you know, more natty ice. Yeah, oh hell no. Well, I'm I'm glad that was gone after uh, after college. So it's it's been a while <laughs> there. But you know, another thing to check out, and uh, I got to do the plug. But uh, you know, go check out uh, Tavour or Tavour.com. Download the Tavour app. You know, you can get fresh craft beer delivered straight to your front door. 
you know, from breweries all around the U.S. using Tavour. So use promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. My, uh, my box, my, my shipping box closed today and I have 42 beers in there. Um, so Ooh. I am going to be set for a couple weeks here and, uh, you know, we'll be getting some good pictures out on our in- Instagram too. So make sure to go check that out, but let's get into it. Jordan, what are you drinking tonight? What's your first beer? First beer I'm drinking tonight is from Bearded Irish Brewing Company. So this is the first time I've ever had a beer from them. They're out of Nashville, Tennessee. It's the Attention Please Double IPA. So I'm going, I'm starting heavy tonight. And then we're going to move a little lighter later. But, you know, this is a beer I've never tried. It's 8.2% off of uh, just the pour and the first taste. It it really kind of feels like a hazy IPA. There's tropical flavors in it, but it still has that like that haziness, you know, mm-hmm. that taste of a hazy IPA too. Uh, so really looking forward to this one, you know, only taking a couple of sips, but it seems to be a pretty easy drinker for a double IPA. And you know how that is. That's always very That's, scary. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. All right. And I've got, uh, you know, a beer from North Park Beer Company, which is uh, one that I've had before. I think, Jordan, you've had them as well. Uh, They're out of San Diego, California. Um, But this is the Disciples of Foo, and this is the Simcoe Syndicate. Uh, So this is in a kind of a hop series of beer. Um, You've got uh, a bunch of breweries that are doing their own kind of hop series. You've got the Propagator coming out of Firestone. Um, But this is is North Park's take on it. And this is going to be a Simcoe double dry hopped with Simcoe Resonate and Simcoe uh, Cryo. And it's, uh, you know, uh, off a of first sip, it's uh, definitely one of those, you know, hop forward beers, but it's not that hit you in the face, um, you know, pucker up type of beer. So it's, uh, it's really good so far. I've taken about two sips of it and I'm not going to lie. I bought it for the can art. It's, uh, it's got a bunch of hops in, um, you know, in the Ninja Turtle, you know, gear with their, uh, their face masks and the, uh, and the weapons there. So love it. <laughs> it it's, it is kind of tough when you're buying it just for the can art, but this one has, uh, at least so far with it, uh, you know, nice and cold, it's, uh, lived up to the can art. So I'm stoked, man, Ben, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I feel like 90% of the time I'm shopping for craft beer. I literally buy it based off the can art. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a craft shoot. You it's know what a I'm saying? Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some beers I've had that are like total pour out beers, but then there's some beers I've had where I'm like, wow, this is a great beer. And then I've tried more beers from those breweries, you know, because of that. Yeah. And that's the thing is you take that risk kind of at the get go with the can art. And then you go back to those breweries, you know, after that, because, you know, they are quality the and, you know, some, some beers at a, at a brewery that you, you like may not be good. You know, that's just kind of your own taste and and how it goes. So, again, go out there and try them, people. It's like that's why uh, KCBC is so lucky because I literally tried that um, that first sour I gave a five star review for. Yeah, I tried that one. Um, That was the first beer I tried, and I literally tried it because of the can art. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, ended up being good. Anyways. Everybody, join us on Thursday night, April 29th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for our live NFL Draft simulcast stream. Ben and I will be joined on the show by Brian Lewis from the Program Podcast 
and SSAW, as well as APR's own Steady Eddie Martin. We'll be talking live draft prop bets, predictions, reactions, definitely drinking some beer and probably a lot more. Go to www.taproomsportspodcast.com for the action. That's going to be Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, live. It's going to be our YouTube debut. I'm going to be like Jake Paul, Ben. (laughs) I mean, hey, if we can make the money like Jake Paul, I'm down. But uh, (laughs) I don't think any of us are douchebags enough to to be Jake Paul. But I don't know. I'm I'm tiptoeing that line. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it'll be a good time. That'll be a fun time. (laughs) <laughs> I left Ben speechless there. But let's talk about NFL while we're we're moving towards the draft, obviously. We got the draft um, show coming up. So we're going to really focus on uh, NFL draft props and other stuff to do with the NFL draft today. We did it last week, too. We spent like an hour just on draft props. So we're going to just throw out a, a little bit different draft props that are out there this week. Um, but first, let's touch on a little bit of the news from the past week. The Lions and Panthers both have publicly said, um, well, supposedly via via writers, but with sources and pretty, you know, trustworthy, yeah, yeah, reliable. Um, They've been saying that seven and eight are up for grabs. And we were also hearing today that Atlanta might be trading out of number four. So, you know, what's your thoughts on uh, and also today, too, Ben, while we talk on that? It came out that the 49ers are basically choosing between uh, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. So before all that, let's touch on on the news with the Lions, Panthers, and Falcons trading down. Like, do you believe that? Is it smoke or what? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that that's going to happen. Um, Who's yeah, trading notes? Um, probably. I'll see the know, Patriots. Patriots, maybe Denver. Um you know, maybe one of the Giants or Eagles if they're looking to to pick up a wide receiver a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, What's so the I Patriots trade couple. for Jimmy G on draft night? Yeah, see, and then that that changes everything, and that that could be a possibility because of the way, you know, Shanahan was talking today that nobody was you know guaranteed to be alive. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, like, he was talking uh, like he was gonna kill Jimmy G. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not the right uh, wording there, but I I still think uh, I still think Fields is alive uh, in that Niner talk. Um, I think that that could have been a little bit of a, you know a, a ploy um, to get people thinking to to make people kind of you know run around. But uh, it, I, I think whoever the Niners do take at number three is going to mix things up for you know, that four, seven, and eight spot. So. Oh, for sure. I mean, if Mac Jones goes to to the Niners, you know, I, I definitely think four gets traded. Um, you know, somebody would then pick up Lance or Fields. Um, that's why if, the, that's why the Lions and Panthers spots were so interesting to me because um, the Broncos have been rumored to be, to like, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So if Mac Jones was taking number three, right, that leaves Fields and Lance there, which would mean that if a team likes Fields or Lance, 
they have to jump ahead of the Broncos, which leaves you seven and eight, right? Yep. And that's that's assuming the Falcons don't trade out. But I do think that, you know, if there's three teams, let's say the Patriots, Washington football team, Chicago Bears, who all basically need quarterbacks. So you have three teams with two of the top quarterbacks left. Mm-hmm. So you could definitely see, you know, a team like the Bears jump up or the Patriots jump up to get ahead yeah. of the Broncos. You know what I mean? Yeah, or or the Broncos jump up to seven. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. only two spots, but that then to get negates, their guy. Yeah, that ne- then negates anybody else going into that. So, but what about that leaves the Dolphins at six? Because remember, we heard last week that uh, the Cardinals could be in play to jump up to six. I think that was just smoke, to be honest. Um, Dude, I think if Kyle Pitts falls, though, I could see a team trading up to take Kyle Pitts or even Jamar Chase. See, if if Pitts is at six, I see I see the Dolphins taking that in a heartbeat. Absolute heartbeat. If he's yeah. still around. Uh, I mean, that would be huge and, and that's, for them. Yeah, and that's what they need to do is they need to give support to Tua because right now they don't. They don't have that. Um, you know, well, I, they went I out and got Fuller. Yeah. Yeah, which right. is part of the reason why six could be. And they have Jacecki. Jacecki was a, you know, he was a yeah. Pro Bowl Fuller's tight end last year. Guy. Fuller's a number two guy. They need that number one. And I know Chase isn't going to be that number one right now, but. Nah, he, he probably will be. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to put on a first year rook, but. You know he he can be. I think he will be maybe in in year I two. I feel like receivers. I, I feel like receivers one of those positions though, Ben, where a guy can come in and be like great right away. I mean, we see it. We've seen it plenty of times. Odell Beckham Jr. did it. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson did it last year, and Justin Jefferson was drafted in like number 22, 23, 24. He was drafted in the early twenties. Yeah, I think they. I think uh, Minnesota got lucky with uh, with Jefferson. Um, but I mean, he he still went out there and performed. Oh, hundred oh, percent. I, I think you could put CD Lamb there uh, from last year too. Um, I think you could put. Um, I mean, Claypool kinda in that uh, in that mix of of being you know those number ones or or going to be those number ones um, in year two. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's they definitely can. Um, but I think. I think right now, uh, Wash. I'm sorry, uh, Miami is. Uh, both picks in the first round are going to be to bolster up that offense. You think so? Yep, I think that's where they have to go. Yeah, no, that'd be hella good, and not not at least you learn, uh, you know, about two of this next year because yep. there can't be any excuses, right? Exactly, and then that's you know that could be it for Tua if he doesn't perform this year with them bolstering his offense maybe give it another year but if he doesn't then yeah see you later you you know you messed up on that pick just hope you saw that jersey before then (laughs) (laughs) thanks yeah so let's talk about a team that uh let's talk about a team that already made a great draft pick and that's the kansas city chiefs um so they acquired orlando brown for the their first round pick which would have been 31 this year Mm-hmm. Um, they also got a second round pick and then I gave up a third round pick and I think a second round pick next year, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, picks, but they got, yeah. 
they got an extra second round pick this year, but they gave up number 31 and they wouldn't have gotten a player the same caliber as Orlando Brown. So this was a major win for the Chiefs. I was shocked, man. I was like, why would the Ravens, you know, assist a team like the Chiefs and help them bolster their weakness (laughs) in the same conference, a team they're chasing to get to the Super Bowl? Because the Ravens have Super Bowl aspirations. That's where they're leaning towards, you know? You know, maybe this is to bolster up their picks to move up in the draft. I mean, that could be a plan for them. Um, or trade you know, for Julio Jones. Or trade for Julio, absolutely. I mean, would Julio want to play <laughs> with? I mean, Lamb Jack, yeah, great, but he doesn't have the doesn't have the arm. You yeah, know, but I so. mean, like everyone, everyone's been saying you know, Lamar Jackson is still a good passer. We just haven't been able to see him with like a true number one. So you get a guy like Julio Jones and look what it did for Josh Allen, you know, getting a guy like Stefan Diggs, it literally made him look like a legit quarterback. So, you know, who knows you get a guy like Julio Jones and maybe, I don't know, that's, we'll learn a lot about Lamar Jackson. Like if he can't throw to and get Julio Jones uh, catches, then there's something wrong with him. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I'm going to be stoked with how this Chiefs offensive line is going to be, you know, this year because that was something that we saw really in the playoffs was Mahomes was just he was running his ass off. Like he could not he did not have any protection and that hurt. And they were on like three third string line. Oh no, exactly. I mean, they don't look at look at who they have coming in this year. So you're adding. Brown, you've got Joe Thun, uh, Thuney, you've got Austin Blythe, and then you've got Kyle Long. Yeah, right? Kyle Long is nice. Yeah, they added all those, and then you have Nicholas Niang and Laurent Duvernay uh, Tardif, who are both the on, thing, out for the, COVID. So they're going to have a whole new line. Well, the thing with the Chiefs' offensive line is they were really playing with second stringers the whole year, except yep. for Eric Fisher. And then when those second stringers went out, they're playing with like practice guys. So, you know, there was no, uh, no chance for them. Look how I saved that. That was professional right there. Absolutely. Yes. It's going to be a whole new look for this offensive line and that's going to help Mahomes. It's going to help. I mean, to give Mahomes time is so dangerous. It's going to give Clyde Edwards Hilaire just a, a huge opportunity to, just destroy his numbers from next year because i mean they're going to open up pockets for him they're really going to be you know pushing him to that that whole new level so i mean and they this could was... even draft a running back with one of those second round picks yep you know what i mean like that's they're in a i think the chiefs are in a great position ben don't they have williams as well still uh okay. yeah and they have clyde edwards hilaire but I mean, you can add like a guy like, I don't know, if ETN falls to the second round, you know, they could always trade up in that second round and get him. Yeah. They have a, damn, dude, look how, look at that, dude. That's professional audio right there, dude. <laughs> for, for all of you guys who can't see this, his, his mic arm just completely fell off its stand and caught it and put it up while he was talking. Quality, <laughs> you know what I mean? Quality quality work right there i tried to i tried to keep talking too so you could do it and but you man, did a i didn't, good, I didn't did even a, need to i didn't even did need good, to <laughs> you did a good job but no i mean it's a i think the chiefs are in a good position because I, I think they bolstered 
their biggest weakness, and they didn't even – and Orlando Brown's better than anyone they would have drafted at 31 on the offensive line. Oh, so yeah. I, I look at it as a huge win for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, depending on what the Ravens do, it's just like I don't understand why they would help the Chiefs. Yeah, It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, the other person they were looking at was uh, Trent Williams from the Niners, and, you know, he ended up staying, you know, and, and to be honest, I mean, this might be a better pickup than, you know, Williams. Yeah. I mean, oh, both yeah. elite, uh, elite uh, you know. Well, I know Brown's line, a but... lot younger, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's why I don't understand why the – I know the Ravens – I know the Ravens wanted to move him because he said that he didn't want to play right tackle. He wanted to play left tackle. So I know that's why they moved him, but I just don't understand why they moved him to the Chiefs. And they yeah. gave the Chiefs a second-round pick this year. Yeah. Because their first-round pick is going to be like 30 at the least. I mean, it's going to be 30, 31, 32, unless Mahomes fucking goes down for the year. Yep. Don't say that. Knock on wood. Of course. So that's my guy, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Kansas City gets uh, Orlando Brown, a 2021 second-round pick, number 58, a 2022 six-round pick, and Baltimore got the 31st overall this year, the 94th, which is a third, and the 136th, which is a fourth, and then a 2022 fifth-round pick. That's not much. I mean, that is a lot, but when you're a championship team like the Chiefs, and you need to bolster your offensive line. I don't think that was much to give up. Yep. Yeah, especially when all those picks this year are <clears throat> second to last in the round. Yeah. That's why it's rough. All right, well, let's talk some draft props, Ben, because, you yep. know, we're degenerates here. We're there. Um, and we got to we gotta get some bets out for this. So we're talking uh, first defensive player added this year. Um, we got Patrick Sertan. He's a leader in the clubhouse right now, minus 160. J.C. Horn, number two, plus 350. Michael Parsons, also plus 350. And then we have Quiddy Pays, plus 650. And I can't even read that. Uh, Giant Jaylen Phillips. Jalen Phillips, plus yeah. 1,400. I don't understand why uh, Zayden Collins isn't on here. Yep. Zayden Collins, I think he would be before at least three of these guys, but what do you think? Uh, who, who are you putting your money on here? Uh, because Carolina's going to trade their pick, I'm going to go with Sertain. So you think uh, Carolina's going to trade their pick? I think Carolina's going to trade eight. Um you know, and they would be my thought to to grab a defensive player since Darnold uh, kind of took out their quarterback hopes. Um, Bro, the the Panthers drafted seven defensive yeah, players last year. Oh. <laughs> I know, um, and they still weren't great on defense this the last year. So yeah, it gives them. Well, I mean, they're you know, young. I would add an yeah. offensive lineman for them. But who do you, you think Sertain's going to be the first overall taken? Who do you think yeah. going to take him? I think he's going to go to Dallas at 10. So my – I don't think Patrick Sertain's even the best cornerback on in the draft charts. I think J.C. Horn and Caleb Farley are better – both better than him. Caleb Farley, he um, 
he broke his or had some surgery with his back, which is why he's falling in the draft boards. But my bet, I would put my bet based on these guys right here. I'd put it on Michael Parsons plus 350 because I think he is a very versatile back or a defensive player. And I could see the Giants taking him at uh, what are they picking at nine? Giants are at nine, yeah. I could see the Cowboys picking him. I'm sorry, what are uh, Giants, Giants are at 11. What are the Cowboys at? 10. I can see the Cowboys taking Micah Parsons. I mean, Micah Parsons does more for their defense than Sertan does, in my opinion. But I think for the value, I would definitely take Micah Parsons. I think him and Zayvon Collins are the two best defensive players in this draft. And Zayvon mm-hmm. Collins isn't even on this. Yeah. Which is crazy yeah. to me. So I'm I'm going Micah Parsons here plus 350. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the next one. We got um First pick in the NFL draft, Trevor Lawrence. I just Lawrence. put this on there because of his – because of the prop on this, the big. Trevin Lawrence – Trevor Lawrence – Trevin. Trevor Lawrence minus 10,000, dude. Like, <laughs> Why, why lay, put that even up? Like, you got to lay $10,000 to win 100. To win 100, yep. You know somebody's going to put a fucking million dollars on it and just to win 10,000. <laughs> So, I mean, if you have if you have a million, dude, it's a quick that's... ten thousand. But if you have a million, that's like, you know, someone with a hundred dollars getting a dollar. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. No, if I'd really I, yeah, do I don't. It. I don't think there's any. I'm. I'm also surprised that you know Zach Wilson is plus twelve hundred. Justin Fields plus two thousand. Uh, Sewell is plus thirty three hundred. Like, if that's at minus ten thousand, shouldn't those be like much higher? higher numbers. probably but i mean they still want uh, uh yeah i don't know but they that obviously shows that like they're not 100 percent sold that um yeah. trevor lawrence is gonna be the first overall pick because i mean dude anything can happen remember um the draft where uh mario williamson was taking number one that was a draft with reggie bush and reggie bush for the whole yeah. college season it was uh, or Mario Williams. Sorry, Mario Williams. Whole college season, all oh, Reggie Bush could be the number one court player taken or, or Matt Liner, number one. Very taking. And then Mario Williams was number one taken. So, I mean, anything can happen. Yep. You never know. So with that being said, I'll throw a little bit of money on. I don't know. No, that's that's Justin no Fields. <laughs> No, it, if anybody, it'd be Zach Wilson, but maybe I would take it Justin Fields though because that's um Urban Meyer, Ohio State dude. I, any of those bets, I you're just throwing money away. Don't don't put money on that. People. Watch Justin Fields be taken. I'm gonna be like, man, I told you, dog. No, I really don't think it's gonna happen. But I'm saying for the value, just throw just throw a dollar on there. <laughs> a dollar i'd give you uh all right first running back to be picked this is one i actually do like i think this is best bet material here Najee harris minus 160 travis etn plus 150 javante williams plus 650 yeah. what do you like with this one ben 
I mean, before this week, I would have said Najee Harris, but with all the the talk and the chatter going on and seeing how much uh, ETN is kind of moving up the charts, I'm going to go with that uh, ETN plus 150. 100% agree. Uh, doesn't even have to do a chatter for me. ETN was the number one consensus running back all of last year. Where is he I don't from? know. Clemson. Uh, and he reminds me a lot of Le'Veon Bell in his prime. Okay. A great pass catcher, a great blocker, and a great runner. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris, great runner. Uh, I don't know so much about his blocking. Uh, he didn't do it a lot in college, but I think he, I think he's going to be able to do it. He has a body type, and he's not mm-hmm. really. We haven't really seen much of him catching passes out of the backfield. Um, where we've seen ETN do it. I like I like Travis ETN. I could definitely see him going ahead of Najee Harris. I could see Najee Harris dropping in the second round, to be honest. Yeah. Although I do think he's a I do think he's gonna be a great pro running back and he's from the Bay Area, so he gets bonus points. Yeah. There we All go. right. First wide receiver to be picked, then Jamar Chase minus 750. Devontae Smith plus 500 or plus 400. Jalen Waddle plus 600. Yeah, I think this is the one that you stay away from because I think it's going to go Jamar Chase. And at the 750 odds, I I just don't see the value there. Um, you know, he's no. I think you are going to get a lot of people putting money on Devontae Smith just because he won the Heisman. But, I mean, he's, he's young. He had, you know... Uh, you know, great people around him, just such a team around him that that kind of helped him in his, you know, in his feats last year. Plus he's uh, only six feet, yeah. 166 pounds, bro. He's yeah. smaller so than me, Ben. I'm going to go, I'm going to go chase. Um, and I think if, if Pitts doesn't get taken number four, uh, then I think he's going to, um, I'm sorry, if Pitts does get taken number four, I think you see Chase going to uh, Miami at number six. So you're not buying the Cincy Jamar Chase talk? Nope. Uh, they need to they need to protect Burrow. I mean, I agree, but having Jamar Chase and T. Higgins is very nice. <laughs> If you True. can get the ball out to those wide receivers, those elite wide receivers. I think they can yeah. pick up a good wide receiver in the second round to, uh, you know, to, to compensate for that. So. I feel it. I'm going I'm to say Jamar Chase, the first wide receiver taken to for sure. Yep. I don't see Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle moving past him. All right, first offensive lineman to be picked, Panay Sewell, minus 500, Rashawn Slater, plus 300, Ben. This is tough. This is this is the hard one. Um, I would throw money on Slater just because of the odds, to be yeah. honest. Yep. And we've heard a lot of chatter that, like, teams like uh, Carolina, for example, there's been reports that they like Slater more than Sewell, which mm-hmm. could also be smoke, dude. You know what I'm saying? That could – entice a team to trade up because they think they can get slated later yeah um but i do think that there is some truth to that yeah i mean slater is definitely a a quality you know offensive lineman um i'm sorry yeah um 
you know, I, I think, and there's a lot of teams that need to protect their quarterbacks here. Um, you know, since he, you've got, uh, I could Detroit. even see Miami taking Sewell, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on who these, I mean, picks four and five are going to be huge in this. You know, does, does Cincy that, take that Atlanta pick? I think changes everything. Like that is the wild card. And that is where we're going to know how a lot of chips fall is based on number four. Yeah. Cause if, if uh, four gets traded for a QB and Pitts is available at five, I think since he takes, uh, even though they need an offensive lineman for Burrow, mm-hmm. I, I can see Pitts going to, uh, to Cincy instead of them taking an offensive lineman. Um, you know, I think Detroit needs to take an offensive lineman to, you know, give Goff a little bit more time because, good Lord, Goff needs all day. Um, I mean, there's a lot of teams that really need an offensive lineman. The Chargers, they need to protect uh, Herbie. I mean, it could, could go anywhere. Uh, who goes first? I Yeah, I think you sprinkle – you know, Sewell probably goes first, but I think you sprinkle a little bit on Slater because they could the odds, just right? be, yeah, for the odds. And, and it could just be some team's guy. Like they just see one thing in Slater that they like better than Sewell that changes it for them, even though Sewell is probably the better player. So Agreed. at that plus 300, I think you take that. Agreed. All right, let's talk second pick overall, Ben. We got Zach Wilson, minus 2,000. Justin Fields, plus 400. Panay Sewell, plus 5,000. Trey Lance, plus 2,000. I think it's Zach Wilson. I do, too. It, it seems like a Jets, Jets guy. It just scares me that, like, we haven't heard anything Nothing about the Jets in a while. Yep. So, like, they could pull some fucking crazy shit. I hope now, I so. Said on, I said on APR, like, two so. months ago. <laughs> I, I said on APR, so. like, I said on t- APR two months ago, I said uh, the Jets should just keep Darnold and take Sewell. And so I took Sewell at the time, uh, whatever his odds were. I think it was, like, plus 500 or whatever. I said mm-hmm. Sewell was good odds. Obviously, now they traded Darnold, so it's got to be a QB here. Yeah. My thing with Trey Lance is a GM that takes Trey Lance is making a huge gamble because there's not a ton of film on him, right? He didn't mm-hmm. start for that long. He only played one game this last year. Um, so I don't think he's going to be number two overall. And Fields plus 400. Uh, I don't like the chatter I've heard from him slipping down the draft boards. So I guess I'd say like, take Zach Wilson and throw two grand down to win a (laughs) hundred. Yeah. Yeah. It's knocking bunny on it. Um, Zach Wilson is definitely the type of guy that the jets would go for, especially after seeing, you know, how they, you know, went with Donald and what, what they did with him and the type of player that he was. Um, So, I mean, I hope they don't because then I would love the Niners to take Wilson at, at third. Um. I'm just praying the Niners take Mac Jones. I fucking hate you. So who are you taking Uh, this one? In number two or number three? 
Number two. To uh, Wilson. Because we're moving on to three right now. Yep. And we're talking third overall pick to your San Francisco 49ers. We got Justin yep. Fields uh, plus 190, Zach Wilson plus 2,000, Trey Lance plus 150, Mac Jones minus 170, favorite to the San Francisco 49ers, Ben. Who are you taking here? It's got to be Justin, Mac Jones. I'm taking Justin Fields, man. <laughs> I am taking Justin Fields because of how conniving Kyle Shanahan is. He, I mean, in this whole thing, he's been trying to hide who he's picking, and he has not once been saying Justin Fields. He hasn't once said Mac Jones publicly either. Uh, there's been I mean, more talk about. There's been more talk about trailers. Yeah, but all the all the talk we've heard. All the talk we've heard today is that the scouts for the Niners want Trey Lance and Shanahan wants Mac Jones. No, that was that was assumption that Shanahan wants Jones. There was no implications. I watched the whole press conference. There was no implications. No, no, no. That was from the that was from the 49ers insiders as told by their sources. Great. Uh, I that I mean again, that does nothing to me. Um, yeah, but that's what all this is about. All the chatter is from sources coming from, yeah, on everything we hear. You know what I'm yep. saying? That's why a lot of it is smokescreen for sure. A lot of it is. Yep, and I think that's exactly what this is right here. Uh, it's all smokescreen, and I think Justin Fields get take gets taken in that plus one ninety. Um, I like it. I think he's the best out of those three. Fields, Lance, and Jones. I think he's the best at this moment for the Niners to take, especially if they're getting rid of Garoppolo and they don't need to kind of prep anybody. I know Mac yeah. Jones is is also kind of you know NFL ready, but you know I I think I think Fields is is going to be their their guy here. All right, that was a nice appearance from Pays there. You got it. Made a special guest appearance. We love the kids on Taproom Sports. Always for the kids. Who you got? Uh, I mean, you could be right, dude. You you definitely could be right with the Justin Fields. Uh, there could be a lot of smoke screen, but there could be a lot of smoke screen um, on the Jets, too, because we haven't heard much. So who knows who they like? They could honestly take Justin Fields and then Zach Wilson hey. falls to the Niners. I'd be down. And man throw ten dollars on zach wilson and that wins you 200 but i'm gonna take trey lance plus 150 i think that's good odds um john lynch is a guy that i could see trusting his scouts if these reports are true that they're going between trey lance and mac jones i also think the mac jones shit has been smoked the whole time yeah i really do and until and, he gets picked number three, I'm not going to believe it. And and with Lynch, I don't think you get a guy who's made the same mistake twice in his – I think this DUI things is going to be a huge a huge factor, especially for the Niners organization. Um, and sorry to, to take a lot of time on this, but like uh, someone who makes a mistake once, I can see the Niners organization uh, understanding – but for someone who does something stupid like a DUI twice after like that kid has so much potential, he knows like he knows what he's doing. I think I mean, that's John Lynch really drafted Ruben Foster, though. 
was Ruben Ruben Foster did a lot of his shit after though, right? Uh, he was he fell to them at 31 because of what happened in Alabama. He had like an assault charge and shit. Yeah. That's Again, why he would he would have been taken like top 10 if it wasn't for that. It's the second. And I don't think the Niners move up to three to to get that. That's what I mean. At this point, though, I don't know who you, who you move up to at who you move up, move up for at three other than you're jumping all the other teams that want quarterbacks because I mean, honestly, like hundred percent transparency here. I think a lot of talk has been around these quarterbacks in this draft is like a top heavy quarterback draft, but I personally feel like next year's quarterback draft is a lot better, mm-hmm. which is why like, I don't understand why these when we hear these teams are going to trade up and take five quarterbacks top 10, like I don't understand why, because you can get better quarterbacks next year. So I still have this weird feeling, dude. I just, it's just this feeling and knowing Kyle Shanahan, I could see them trading up to three to take Kyle Pitts, Ben. And I know we don't have odds on him, but whatever they are, I'll put it on Kyle Pitts. He is the best player in this draft. He's a 6-6, big-ass, technically wide receiver. And then the question mark with Garoppolo being alive on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That can happen. But to have Kittle. And Pitts, how do you game plan for that? There's literally no defense in the NFL that would be able to put together a game plan for that, probably. Yeah. I just have this weird feeling, dude. It's going to happen. The Niners are going to take Kyle Pitts. They've been fooling everybody by talking all this quarterback talk, and they traded up to number three to take Kyle Pitts. It definitely happened. They do still have Jimmy G on for another another year, so... And then yep. if you guys suck next year, dude, there's like there's honestly four quarterbacks in next year's draft who I think are all as good, if not better than this, than the top two quarterbacks in this draft. You got uh, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. You got um, Sam Howell from North Carolina, Keaton Slovis from USC, and uh, Charlie Strong from Nevada. Plus you have Brock Purdy from Iowa State. So, I mean, technically – five solid um five solid uh five solid quarterbacks yeah let's hop into the uh to the nba real quick um nuggets the nuggets been they lost Ooh. barton against the warriors they do not want to play the warriors ever again <laughs> and they just lose somebody every time they play them they had a yep. nice win tonight against memphis so they needed yep. that win you know, they're battling in that four or five spot, and they could very well lose that five spot. And at this point, I don't even know if they'll win a playoff series, to be honest. Um, yeah, you know, they're playing. Uh, to be honest, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, without Jamal Murray and probably Will Barton, I mean, you're asking a lot of guys to to step up and, you know, fill bigger type roles, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, AD came – yeah, no, it's very rough. AD came back – Um. 
He hasn't looked so good. Tonight he had a much better game, though. Yeah, much better game. Uh, they beat the Orlando Magic. Kevin Durant, though, you know, he returned versus the Suns on Sunday, had a beautiful game in 28 minutes, scored 33 points, six rebounds, four assists on 12 of 21 shooting, two of three from three. You know, what's what's your thoughts on um on those guys? Dude, I'm worried about both of these guys. I mean, they're coming off injuries and you know, AD, his first game back played 17 minutes. They said, uh, you know, they said he was going to get 10 minutes in his first start. Like, that's pushing. Today he had 34 minutes. Like, yeah, they're they're pushing him. And I know that they need him to play. But, I mean, you're you're looking at the long haul here. And yeah, but you got to you also have to ramp up his. um his cardio bro you got to get him in game shape too so he has to be able to play those 33 minutes the only way he's going to be able to is if you get him playing them now yeah well uh, no i i don't agree with that i think you yes you're looking at at you know uh you're looking at that win now situation but they've put so much money into anthony davis that like you also have to worry about his future because that's a lot of dead cap space that they screw themselves over if he gets another injury for. So, you know, put him back in, get him up to, you know, by the time that the playoffs start, get him in into that 30 to 35 minutes, you know, 40 minutes a game. Like well, Because Ben, it's like, a, like, yeah, you want him peaking in the playoffs at the, if the playoffs were like one week, then yeah, but the playoffs last like two, three months, dude. Yeah, but he might not even be there if he, if because of how much he's, you know, if he injures himself on this. Like, yeah, but you got to get him in shape, though. If you don't get him in game shape, then he's not going to be, then he's going to get hurt even yeah, more. Yeah, you can't go from one to 100. Like, you they have didn't. to ramp he's up been, 17 minutes he... one game and then 34 minutes the next. That's not the ramping first game up. He only played 15 minutes. He played 17 minutes in his first game. They they no, said was he was going to play back. 10. That was his second game back. The next game, or I mean, the game they played on Sunday was their his second game back. The first game played. against the Mavs was his, his first game back, and he played 17 minutes. This is the line. 17 minutes with four points. I'm like, and they yeah, initially I mean, you were gotta saying get back 10 minutes, shape, dude. but then to jump from 17 minutes to, to 34 minutes is, I mean, that's, that's not ramping up. That's you don't think him, he's been, you don't think he's been running for the past two weeks. Again, game, game basketball is different than practice basketball. No, so it is for sure. Work but I mean, him he's into a- that. He's like you're. He's gonna have a Durant the injury game. then. He'll probably rest the next game. No, Durant came back his first game and got hurt again. That was the problem with Durant. Was he actually tore his Achilles and they kept saying it was just a strained Achilles. Yeah, and they didn't give him enough time to um, properly rest. But that could have been him too wanting to get back out on the court to help his teammates. I'm we sure will never him. know. Yeah, I'm sure. AD oh yeah, wants for sure. As well, but that's. It, but I also think me, AD wants to be much. ready for the playoffs. And you still have 11 games left. You I mean, can get ready much, as dude. a professional in 11 games. And he'll you probably take a couple of those up. games off, too. They they can't afford that. They can when LeBron comes back this week. 
when's LeBron coming back? This week. Let's hope. They said this week he's coming. He's they also back. said a couple weeks ago that he was coming back in a week. So, like we we got I mean LeBron isn't going to need as much time as as AD will, but still, I I'm worried about uh, about Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm also worried about Durant too. Durant is uh you know a glass house and so last yeah. night you know Ben was two ko. We didn't record top room, so I had an early night. And you know what movie I watched last night, Ben, for like the fourth time. No. More than a game, which is LeBron's uh, documentary about his high school days. Okay. Awesome documentary, dude. Awesome. If you ever get the chance, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Everybody should check it out. Like, it's all, just an awesome documentary. And LeBron's coming back this week. Greatest player. They need him to. That's for damn sure. In the last 20 years, hands down, no debate. LeBron James come back for his fifth title this season. Unless the Bucks are there. Okay. Good, <laughs> good story, bro. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to these teams that are uh that are floundering and some surprises here too. Hell yeah. Like oh, we got the Washington Wizards. They are nine and one in their last 10, just balling out of control. Uh yep. Russell Westbrook has looked like you know, a top five player. The Knicks were on a hot streak. They just lost tonight uh, to the Phoenix Suns. Chris so Paul Washington played too. Amazing game. Did they? Yeah, they lost by like two. Oh, it was close. damn. Last I saw the game, they I turned, I switched over. They were winning. Yeah, they lost 146 to 143 in overtime. Three points. No defense played in that game. Yep. Love to see it. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks have been playing very good basketball too. They just came off a uh, win against the Bucks on Sunday night. No Trey Young. Clippers have been playing phenomenal basketball. And then we got our teams that have not been playing well. That's the uh, well, obviously the Lakers. They've been pretty hurt. But yep. Portland two and eight, and Dallas yeah. five and five. Man, and Dallas was in a battle with uh, the Kings tonight. What was the final score in that game? Uh, that one was, it was still going on when we started recording because I was watching that game. Kings won uh, 113 to 106. Yep. Man, Ben, what's up? I mean, shit's crazy right now. I mean, I know a lot of this, you know, with the, the teams that are kind of in the middle rank there, you know, the, the Bucks, Philly and Dallas kind of going in at five and five, even kind of, well, Charlotte maybe, but they're resting stars. So. So you know, it, it doesn't. Charlotte hasn't me. been resting anyone. They're banged up. Yeah, Philly and the Milwaukee have been resting guys. Yeah, um, you know, so that that kind of you know goes bodes okay for them. But uh, I mean, the Knicks are a team that I did not expect to you know see where they're at. You know, fourth overall on in the. Uh, you know, in the Eastern Conference there. Julius Randle I mean, playing phenomenal basketball oh yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal basketball. I mean, Washington, look how they started the season. And then to to come on hot at the end here, I mean, really the second half was well, just – Well, Ben, they, they did it because I picked them to make the playoffs. So they were there like, we, Dude, we, can't, we can't let Jordan down. So they exactly. were like, all right, we're going to turn this on. Yep. Yeah, and – but, I mean, to be honest, I think – 
I think our our you know our playoffs and and the playing tournaments are set. I mean, the only the only team that's really a question mark is Washington, and you know with their loss tonight, eight and two in the last ten. But I mean, the way that they've been playing and the way Chicago and Toronto have been playing, like I don't see. I don't see them passing Washington. I mean, I mean, there's still 11, 12 games left, but you know, I I don't see them, you know, them passing Washington there in the West. You've got new Orleans, you know, four games behind golden state now. So I think that's pretty much settled as that, you know, 10th seed. So, you know, unless there's a, a huge disaster, you know, I think we pretty much have one through 10 settled in, you know, both the East and the West. Maybe that 10 spot, you know, is is up for grabs in the East. Yeah, the 10 spot in the East is a little bit up for grabs, but the Bulls fucking stink. So yep. I don't think they're going to be able to slide in there. So I do think it's pretty much set. I just think the seeding, like I think both the West yeah. and the East now, it's more about where these teams are going to be seeded. Um, and I like, you know, the the Nuggets won tonight, but that was a team like I that's still a team I could see sliding to, you know, six, seven seed. And I could see other teams sliding up there because, I mean, the Nuggets have not played well since Jamal Murray got hurt. And then now they lose Will Barton. Sure, they won tonight, but they were seeing a Grizzlies team on a seven game road trip on the final game of their road trip, which I should have taken into account in my handicap, but I didn't. I thought about it after. It all makes sense now. But, man, the Knicks have been super surprising to me. I said halfway through the year, I was like, all right, they're going to, like, they'll probably make the playoffs, but they're going to hit a decline soon. They have not done that. Julius Randle is playing MVP-level basketball. Julius Randle is a guy I once said I would take Jabari Parker over. That was a mistake, absolute mistake, because Jabari Parker, you know, he barely in the league now. A lot of it's due to injury, but yeah, man, Julius Randle playing phenomenal basketball, New York Knicks, but the team that is the biggest surprise to me, Ben, is the fucking Miami Heat. How are they so bad? Like, yeah, they're not in the bubble anymore, but dude, they are the most inconsistent team, and Jimmy Butler himself said it. He said, we are consistently inconsistent. They can't score the ball consistently. They can't play defense consistently. This is a team I cannot wrap my head around. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's 100% right. Um you know, especially with the talk that's that's going on in the locker room right now too. It's that's it's yep. difficult. It's definitely difficult and you know, it's uh it, it doesn't look like I mean, things are going to go well for them in the playoffs if they're if they look like this. If they're going to have to show up, you know, they went on that little they went on that little streak like around All Star break. They had us all fooled. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're back," and we're like, "All right, the Heater back." This is how they were playing in the bubble, and then they just fell back to earth again. And you know, Jimmy Butler, he, I mean, he can only do so much, right? And it just seems like that team just lost their heart. Like they just they don't play like they did last year. And sure, they they might be able to turn that up in the playoffs, but you know, if you're the 
the eight seven seed in the playoffs and you got to go against you know philadelphia in philly yeah, where philly doesn't yep. lose very much at home brooklyn i just i, mean, I think it's gonna be tough jump to six like, then they've got to play milwaukee like you know another team that i would not want to see they beat playoffs. last year though yeah but they got lucky last year bubble was, man yeah that was we all got fooled by the bubble bro yep oh yeah all right, well, let's uh, let's take a break and get a word from one of our sponsors, and then we will hop back in. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me, Steady Eddie Martin. You've seen our picks on Twitter and all our shows on the Taproom Sports Podcast Network. So we're bringing y'all a new show twice a week called The Square Sharks. Yeah, just two guys who love sports that'll help you win money. Yep, so go to www.taproomsportspodcast.com slash for more info and to subscribe to the podcast. Don't miss out. Do it now. Because why throw away free money? All right, it is time to move back into beer. And uh, man, we both had some some good first beers, it sounds like. So let's move into beer number two. What is what's the second beer on the night for you? So I'm drinking a Hoof Hearted Brewing Company. They're out of North Haven, Connecticut. I'm pretty sure I've drinking one of their beers before because the name sounds I think way we both too have. familiar. We both have. This is the skin fruit fruited sour ale with peach and mango added uh it's a light beer about 4.5 percent so after drinking that double ipa you know it's a little little uh dessert beer here um so far so good though you could definitely taste the citrusy you know has that total sour ale feel to it it's very light so it's like a spring summer type uh vibes you know what i'm saying get some reggae going hell yeah this is the this is that kind of beer man nice hell yeah I'm glad you said dessert beer because that's where I'm going with mine as well. Um, so I'm going with the Humble Voyager. And this is out of, oh, my God, I'm going to butcher this uh, this city name, Wanakee, uh, Wanakee, Wisconsin. Um, I, I think Humble Forager is definitely the, the first beer out of Wisconsin that I've had. Um, but uh, this is the second beer from Humble Forager that I've had. Um, and... I said the last one was one of the best fruit sours I've ever had before. Um, this, after two sips, could be my new favorite fruited sour. Um, so this is actually a smoothie sour ale, um, and it's got Florida oranges, California strawberries, and Costa Rican bananas all whipped together with fluffy marshmallow cream. Um, so this is definitely a, a dessert beer. It's coming in at 6%, and... Um, it smells like the dull pineapple, orange, banana. Uh, yeah. And, oh, my God, it's so good. Already, I'm it. only two sips in. <laughs> I love it, man. Instant love it. Favorite. And what else I love is baseball, Ben. Yeah. We've had, man, we've so had a good, good uh, we've had a good few weeks of baseball here early on. Um, obviously, my A started absolute I mean, just the worst possible start you could probably ever have. They had their worst seven-game stretch since 1951. And then they just caught fire. Like, they literally, you know, were handed fire. 
and they lit it up. Nah, dude, they won again. They're they're oh, fourteen yeah. and one in no. their last fifteen. Yeah, they went lights out. Oh yeah, yeah it went lights light, out. I thought you said, yeah. and then it went out. Oh no no no. Uh, so I, I mean, did have 13. to apologize. Yeah, I do have to dude, apologize. All right, so Saturday night after we were watching UFC, <laughs> Ben and I were going over the out, outline for the show, and Ben's Ben writes down A's thirteen game streak, and I was like, Ben, you jinxed it. We are going yep. to lose. <laughs> And sure enough, we lose on Sunday. And it, I said I was I was going to blame you, and so I'm going to blame you. That's all my bad. Yep. But it was a tough, uh, you know. John Means he's the best pitcher in the AL so far this young season. He's so yep. he's been he's been awesome, and you know he shut down a hot A's lineup. The A's only had three hits. The Orioles had three home runs total. <laughs> So it was just a very lopsided game. The A's got the win tonight, though. Sean Mania pitching it a fabulous game. A's won two to one on a Sean Murphy two-run shot. Yep. Um the Padres and Dodgers, though. Let's talk about this rivalry, dude. This might rejuvenate baseball, man. It it definitely is going to. Uh it's been like it's been so much fun. I think this Brower and um uh, um, um, thank you. I don't know why his name was slipping off my my tongue right there. Uh, the fun with the one eye, you know, bullshit. Like it, it's it's a new Yankees and Red Sox rivalry. Even it's better on, on the opposite coast. It, absolutely, and I mean these teams are going to be good for a long time too, which I think brings a lot of uh, you know a lot of clout, and it's gonna be. You know, it's going to be one of those kind of situations where any team that goes up against the Padres or the Dodgers are going to be bringing their A game because they're they know that these two teams are are going to be the top and they're going to be the top for a while. And I love to see it. It's it's great baseball. As much as I hate the Dodgers, I've been enjoying watching those games because it anything can happen. Anything can happen with these. Yeah, and that was a that was a series the Padres needed. I know it's pretty early to say that, but I mean the Dodgers like smacked them in San Diego the week before, and you know the Padres they were kind of like floating around five hundred until that series, and we needed to win that series. I mean Tatis Jr. to me is you know people could say Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, but this is a problem with Mike Trout is he's just not marketable. Yeah. And Tatis Jr. is like he has that swag, bro. Like Ton he just fun, plays yeah. baseball. He's fun to watch. Yep. Absolutely fun to watch. And Mike Trout's fun to watch too, but Mike Trout would never taunt a pitcher like yep. Tatis Jr. did. You know what I'm yep. saying? And and it's awesome, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the rivalry. Um, it's just weird because the Padres have like sucked our entire lives. So, it's so like, long. Yep. So, so it's they're like finally able to spend good. money, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, because they to, paid off. Uh, they paid off that Petco Park. That's why. Yep, yeah. and to go to go on your point of Tatis, you know, having that that persona, I think we're seeing that a little bit with Mookie as well, um, in LA. So I think there's that double. You know, it, it's now, you know, two guys in. I mean, I kind of wish they weren't in the same division. Um, you know, not only for my Giants, but just so there could be a bigger spread. You know, having a team say in the central and the west, um, so you could have that big, you know, big push. But I also get it. You know, being you know what they're 150 miles away, 
not even San Diego and LA. Yeah, like, I mean the Dodgers have a great lineup though. That's an interest. That's the yeah. great thing about the Dodgers. They just have so many good players right now. They're a little banged up, which is why they're struggling. Cody Bellinger out. Uh, Max Muncy hasn't played in a minute, so they're a little hurt. But I mean, this is a great. This is gonna be a great rivalry for. I, I do have to ask. To five years. Who's only a half game back from the Dodgers right now? Yeah, man, the Giants are playing great baseball. I just don't know if it's. <laughs> I, just, it. I don't know if it's sustainable, bro. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so to be honest i, I mean being a, a giants fan I, I don't think it is um like they got joe schmoes pitching phenomenally like andrew disco descalfani who pitched tonight he's like got a sub three era aaron sanchez pitching great ball i mean they just got like they got mediocre guys playing very well which is you know it's typical of teams in april like the mariners are playing very well and the mariners are a team i see every First two to three weeks, they play great baseball, and then they just shit the bed the rest of the year. And a lot of that has to do with depth. And that's what these great teams have is depth. And the other teams in the league that are building towards something, they don't have that depth. Oh, wow, the Dodgers hit a two-run home run. They just tied the game in the bottom of the seventh bin. It is now three to three. Corey Seager, see? Deep lineup, Dodgers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think – I think what you were talking about is the big thing for the Giants not having that deep of the lineup is their pitching. Um, you know, especially now that Cueto's, you know, out for who knows as long, um, but he's always had issues with that. You know, that may be something that they can address with uh, with trades, but they're never going to have the depth that you have with San Diego and LA. So I do think, think that this is kind of a hot moment right now. But I mean, if they can if they can build up that, well, that what I'm record. saying is like Aaron Sanchez and like Descalfani, like career pitchers, they're not that good. They're like guys. They're just jags. They're just another guy, and yeah, they're pitching not, like aces I'm right not, now. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm so just that's saying, my, but that's my biggest question for not, them: is 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 that sustainable? Yeah, How long that, is it sustainable for? And that that's what I'm saying too, is that they can <clears throat> fix that with trades at the deadline, but even oh, sure. with trades at the deadline, they're not going to have the depth that San Diego and that LA has. Well, I think so, that's when, if you're the giants, you have to decide, you know, how much of your, you know, farm system you're trying to build up. Are you willing to part with to get a guy, uh-huh. right? Like are you willing to part with Joey Bart? to get a guy to get a pitcher that can maybe help you win now. Like that's something you have to decide. And how old is Buster Posey now? Like 33, 34. Well, we also like have longer Bailey Bailey Bailey. that. So th- we could potentially lose one of our catchers, but uh, again, it depends. It depends on the situation. It definitely depends on the situation and what guy they're bringing back in. Cause if it's a one and done, there's no, there's no point in that. No point in all, but. Well, that's the decision I'm, they're going to have to make. Yeah. I'm still pushing for, I think, what was our bet? Like three games over 500. So it's not going to happen, dude. There. There's a lot of baseball left, Ben. Yep. A lot of baseball left. Yep. We're at, at 660 or 657 on the uh, our win percentage right now. So we got a little bit of wiggle room. That's what we're you building do. for right now. That's what we're you, building for. But you haven't played the Dodgers yet. Yeah, we had one 
one series against Dodgers. I think it was only two games that short series. Did you? No, yeah. no, nah, nah, you guys haven't played the Dodgers because you you guys played the Padres and you beat them. <laughs> Not the Dodgers, though. All right, we got to hop into Pour Me Another. Let's hop into the best segment of the show. This is the segment, well, the second best segment of the show. Sorry. This is a segment, though, where we go over the hottest topics of the week uh, that are, you know, kind of far out there in the sports world or just little subjects that we weren't able to touch on for the rest of the show. So tonight we're going to kick it off uh, with uh, UFC 261. So Saturday we saw one of the best UFC pay-per-views of 2021 and possibly 2020 as well. UFC 261 saw three title bouts. Usman with a two-round knockout of Masvidal, Rose Namajunas, Doug Rose taking only 118 to knock out Wele Zhang. And Valentina Shvenko retaining her belt against Jessica Andrade. Andrade. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Andrade. What do you think? uh, What do you think was the best fight of the night, Ben? And uh, were you satisfied with UFC 261? And did you see Daniel Cormier talking shit to Jake Paul, Ben? Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. I love it. But did you see the, the, like, news article saying Cormier slaps? Uh, Jake Paul, like he, he should have slapped him. He should have slapped him, but he definitely didn't. Um, again, a lot of just people looking for looking for headlines. Um, I, I think the, the, I mean, Usman Masvidal was a great bout. Um, it, it ended a lot quicker than I thought, um, but I, I think the big one, my favorite one, was Rose taking out uh, uh, Whaley Zhang. Um, that kick to the head was out of nowhere and just brutal absolutely brutal so much that she didn't know what was going on and what happened um and and fighting that she wasn't out but she was not she was out cold out rose says she rose says she uh, did it to defeat communism no oh, good lord <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, she said it. Yeah, um, I think the the biggest thing, but was man, poor Chris Weidman. Um, Seventeen seconds in, you snap your leg off of a kick, and then you step back on that that leg and the fold. Oh my God, it, it's still like I can still see it, and it still hurts. And it didn't even happen to me. Um, so, you know, he, he did come out of surgery and the doctor said he's, he'll have a full recovery. Um, who knows if he fights again, but... Probably man. not. Yeah, Anderson that Silver was, was never the same after that shit. That was brutal. Oh, the step back. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, man. I thought it was, I mean, 15,000 fans in attendance. Uh, you know, supposedly there was a disclaimer on the ticket saying that you were risking your life and wouldn't, wouldn't be able to sue UFC if you got COVID and died and shit. Um, which is, I mean, it's whatever to me at this point. But I was, honestly, it was a great event. And I think it was a great event because the fans were there. Like, it just added more energy to the whole thing, dude. And that's really what we've been missing with, with all these UFC. Yeah, Dude, the whole... It was just an amazing event. Yep. And it happened to just be way better than a lot of the UFC pay-per-views in the last few months, dude. They've just been like, 
man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like every fight on this pay-per-view is, like, entertaining, dude. Even the... Yep. Uh, even the uh, two main bouts that weren't title fights, Anthony Smith bout uh, and the fight before that, they were just, they were good fights, dude. It was all dope. Yep. Man, like, I love, I love this UFC card. Happy the fans are getting back in the arenas. Happy the fans are getting back in the stadiums. I'm very looking forward to the rest of 2021, man. Can't wait to see what's in store with Daniel Cormier and Jake Paul, man. Yep. Yeah, Usman KO, Rose KO, Shevenko KO, Hall technically a KO, Smith TKO, like, and then the Randy Brown and Oliverio was a uh, uh, submission. Okay, so, like, oh yeah, submission. Yeah. Like just, just it's that doesn't happen often. It does not. Yeah, no, it was awesome, man. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our next one. We saw Gronk this week add to his a record to his resume by catching a football dropped from a helicopter hovering at 600 feet in the air, which broke the highest altitude catch. So what do you think about the latest quote-unquote accomplishment? I mean, it's an accomplishment, I guess. It's a world record. I feel like I could do it. Like, we should go rent a yep. helicopter and... Uh, and do Let's it go at 650. Yeah, <laughs> 650, dude, do it. Yep. What a fucking joke, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to drop a football straight down. Like, that doesn't seem difficult. There's got to be some force behind that, though, at 650 feet. Or I 600 mean, he, feet. he moved, like, three feet from where he was standing initially. <sighs> That's I mean, not... I could do it, dude. I could definitely uh, do it. I know for a fact I could catch a ball from 600 you. feet. I'm and if you. someone That's... wants to challenge me and order the helicopter, I'll meet them. Let's <laughs> do this. Yeah. Let's do Down. this. Down. All right, so this is an interesting uh, story here. Um, this last week, we learned about a Super League being created by 12 of the biggest soccer clubs in Europe. The plans unraveled after Man U and other British clubs backed out. What's your thoughts on the Super League and what's going on with the world's biggest sport, Ben? I mean, it was uh, a huge risk and, uh, you know, it, it it doesn't surprise me that all of the independent leagues and what is the UA, UAE um, was... UEFA, the UEFA. Yeah. That they were pissed off about it. It doesn't surprise me. I'm kind of actually glad to see that they're taking charge and saying that these these teams are going to be, you know, taking a hit of some sort for it. Um, you know, you're you're putting the other leagues at risk, and uh, you're putting their big money maker in the Champions League at risk. And that that's something that you can't just play around with, in my opinion. Um, so. Uh, you know, at some point I kind of want to see, yeah, go for it and fail. But at the other times, I don't want to see these other leagues kind of drop. You ever seen uh, you ever seen basketball? You've definitely seen basketball. Of course I've seen basketball. So you, you remember when they're in that playoff scenario and they're like mentioning all the scenarios that can happen and they're drawing lines everywhere? Yeah. That's how I feel about European soccer. Like, there's so many leagues out there. Like, there's Champions League. There's the Premier League. 
La Bundesliga. Uh, what's the Italian Italian Serie A? Like, there's all these there's all these leagues, dude, and I don't I don't understand it. That's why I don't really follow European soccer. There's just too much going on. So then I hear this story with the Super League, and I'm like. What is this Super League? And I asked someone, I asked Brian, who's like, he follows European soccer. I'm like, explain this to me in layman's American terms for someone that doesn't follow soccer. And he said, basically, imagine Alabama, LSU, USC, Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio State, the big college football programs. He's like, imagine them going and creating their own league and basically giving the middle finger to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, that's very interesting. Because yep. if I'm those clubs, why wouldn't I do that to benefit my club and the other top clubs? Because those other top clubs basically generate all the revenue for the lower clubs. And I guess from reading this, the whole reason why these English Premier League teams backed out of it was because the government of Britain threatened to not give players work visas, which they have to have because those players are from other countries. Well, part of the problem was is that these games were going to be played midweek and that they would still be expected to play with their regular clubs in the, the regular leagues that they were in on the weekends. So if you're playing midweek, and soccer is a sport that there are a lot of injuries in, if you're if you're playing a, a league midweek and then your top players get injured, and then you, they probably wouldn't play their top players. Well, if they're the other, in the super league, yeah. The super league's probably gonna get the top players. Yeah, that drops down, and and then that would get them into the relegated zone, which would then not bring them into you know yeah, but from my oh. understanding for the for the big leagues this was all about money going to the super league and then everybody's upset because they're like ruining tradition right the premier league would be ruined by this la bundesliga would be ruined by this Serie A would be ruined by this etc but then why would the fans be the biggest uh biggest proponent of them not going into the Super League. I, I don't watch soccer. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't even tell you then. Uh, and I wouldn't like to make up. I just, soccer to me, like I, like I told you, it, it's hard for me to follow, obviously, because Hoops is my first, number one. Baseball and football are my number two. And following soccer is tough because there's so many leagues, dude. Like, yep. I don't understand it. Yep. No. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's tough. I've, I've tried to get into soccer. It's just very tough for me to get into because I think it, it's like wrestling, dude. It takes like dedication, just like basketball and soccer. I mean, uh, and baseball and football, dude. And I'd rather spend my time on the sports. So. Okay. I had Brian explain it to me in layman's terms. I literally made him break it down for me. I, I told yeah. him explain this to me like I'm stupid, <laughs> and he did. So, right, so that was that was good. Yeah, let's talk about one of my number ones. Um, up, up there with baseball, and 
hockey has some interesting happenings going on too. We're getting close to uh, to our our playoffs here, and uh, also got announced that we're going to be starting up a hockey podcast for next season. We're gonna going to be doing some uh, some kind of previews around the uh, free agency market, around the draft. And, uh, you know, we're, we're even going to sprinkle some in for that Stanley Cup Finals there, too. So um, make sure to be checking checking that out. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. We're going to we're going to kind of wrap this around with alcohol, too. I mean, do I drop oh. the name now or do I do I wait for, for people to. Uh, well, I mean, to, you haven't really talked to me about it, so let's wait. What I, I haven't even talked to you about it. Well, we I know, I, know you, I didn't know this. you were gonna. I didn't know you were gonna announce it like. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm excited about it. So. Um, I love you. I, I, you know, I'm for the idea. <laughs> all right. I'm well, not. I'm, and for those listening, I'm not gonna be on the podcast. Yeah. So you don't is, have to hear my non-hockey takes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be hosting this one uh, with a couple buddies and. Uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a fun one. I'm super stoked about it. So, just know that it's coming uh, for all you hockey fans out there. And uh, maybe I'll we'll, we'll drop the name for the uh, for the playoffs. How about that? There we go. So, there we go. all right, all right. So today, just today, it's a good thing that we uh, we moved this podcast so we could add this. In. And and the second I got news on this, I texted Jordan. I'm like, we got to do more another on this. But uh, today we found out that NBC has now officially pulled out of bidding for the second TV rights package. And this is going to be the first time since 2005 that NBC won't be airing any NHL games. So the news came out, you know, a couple, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, that ESPN is has got a seven-year, $2.8 million deal for the uh, A package. And now rumor has it that TNT or Fox Sports are going to be the front runners for that second package. So is NBC being crybabies over this, or do you actually think it's a good move for them? I mean, there's no way to make this a good move. I mean, NBC Sports is basically dead except for the Olympics and Sunday Night Football. Like, that's all they have. Yep. So if they are pulling out of bidding for um, for the NHL, I have to assume that they're lining up for something else. And obviously, the NBA signed with ABC for, I think, five more years. Yep. Um, that's ESPN. And to be honest, I don't see ESPN losing any of these sports because they're owned by Disney. Um, and ESPN's it's the worldwide leader in sports for a reason. And I hate to say that because ESPN's become such a dog shit fucking pro, uh, program company over the years. But, you know, that was their whole goal probably in 1979 when they launched was to have every sport broadcasted on their network, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is dumb for NBC, to be honest. Like, at least carry some of the games, right? Like, you've yep. been building the brand, your brand with sports around the NHL for the last almost two decades. You've done a very shitty job at it, but you've been doing it. So yep. now what? Now you're dropping it. Now what are you going to move to? All you have is Notre Dame football. You have Sunday night football. And you have uh, the Olympics. That's it. Yep. Yeah, what's left? Are they gonna go to MLS soccer? <laughs> but uh, ESPN has MLS. Yeah. <laughs> From what I hear, you know, to be honest, is is that NBC might be dropping their sports programming. 
uh, altogether. And she's dumb to me. That's a huge mistake. Um, you know, it's such a bad business decision. Who is running NBC, dude? Hire me for NBC Sports. I will turn your shit around. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a dumb move. It's uh, it's. I mean, sports is such a money grabber. Um, you know, I, I do like that NHL is finally has finally grown a backbone and um you know is not just folding over to the what's common and um you know and regular for them um i don't think tnt is going to take it because it's i mean they've got a really good thing going on with basketball right now and i don't but think i think they could add to... the nhl too like that's that's a chance for tnt to become like another big uh um, yeah legit sports programming company yeah yeah and with streaming becoming more viable now too like you can subscribe to a tnt streaming package or something yeah probably stream some of their nhl games like i think it's a great move for tnt or fox sports to be honest yeah both i think are, are gonna be are gonna be good i i do think fox sports takes it but you know, it also wouldn't surprise me for, you know, NHL to follow in, you know, Big Brother NBA's footsteps and, you know, go in with, with TNT. They always do exactly what the NBA does, so. But why not? Look how much the oh, yeah. NBA the success. grew from, yeah. from, yep. the, from the ESPN and TNT deals, dude. Like, yep. the NBA, but at the same time, like, NHL has to do a better job. And I think, I feel like the MLB needs to do a better job at it, too, and we're seeing the MLB start to do a better job with it with the Dodgers Padres series rivalry going on. Yeah. Like you have to market your stars better, dude. Like you have to. Yeah. You have to get them on a national level so your your casual San Jose Sharks fan wants to watch you know the Penguins versus Blackhawks when it's on national TV. Yeah. But right now hockey's That's just what such a NBC an, didn't do. Yeah, they didn't. And hockey's just such a regional sport. It's like I only watch my team. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll change with uh, NBC kicking the bucket. See. All right, Ben. It's that time of the night. We finally hear it's that time for best bets. And my two best bets that I had for last night went one and one today. So I'm glad we could cancel that out. Although one and one was better than I did last week. So I would have taken it. Uh, So speaking of last week, I had Celtics minus six. They lost 102 to 96 to the Bulls. And then I had Nats cards under eight and a half runs. And that was combined 17 runs. So I have two very terrible L's. Uh, My man Ben over here went 0-2 as well. Uh, He had Dodgers minus one and a half over Seattle. They won one to nothing. That was an L. And they had Sharks money line over Las Vegas. And he made... He made a very emotional decision. I told him, don't do it, but he that did it. Too. It was close. Both of those two. are close. So let's not go close this week. Let's go yep. winner, winner, chicken dinner, Ben. Where are you going this week? All right. So for this week, I'm going to go uh, with the NHL and I'm going to go with a baseball bet. Um, the first, we're going to start off with the NHL. We've got the New York Rangers who really need to win out to uh, to get a, a spot over uh, Boston right now, who has two games in hand and are four I points. I picked the Rangers to win, make the playoffs too, Ben. Remember that? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, to be honest, I... 
I don't think it happens because Boston has that two game, um, two games in hand, uh, and they're four points up. But if the Rangers want to have a chance, they have to win out, and they they've got a struggling Buffalo team that they're uh, they're playing tomorrow. So uh, I think this is going to be a, a pretty easy bet to take uh, the New York Rangers over the Buffalo Sabers. And for game two. Uh, we're going to be turning to baseball, and I got to go with my boys. Uh, took the the W twelve to zero tonight. Um, Hit the over and, by themselves. Yeah, in the what second inning? Uh, second you were saying, inning, right? dude. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna. The line right now is sitting at minus one sixty with for the Giants, but we're gonna add a little bit to that um, by putting the over eight there. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout like we had tonight. I think it's gonna be a six to four game um so i'm gonna see i'm gonna take giants with the money line um because colorado is just struggling they've got uh what is it cc gonzalez on the hill um who's got a three era going up against sanchez again sanchez is pitching lights out right now i don't think it sustains um but the way that the giants are playing and the way that colorado is playing i'm gonna take the giants money line and uh the over eight to uh to get a little bit of uh you know, quality on that, uh, on that line. Nice, man. I like it. Yeah, Colorado fucking sucks, dude. That's why I took the over today. Hey, yeah. it, it was it was going to be one of my best bets yesterday. I put it out on Twitter today, and the Giants hit it by themselves in the second inning. So Colorado's 0-6 away right now. Yeah, they're not a good team at all. Like, they're just not. They don't pitch well. They hit decently. I mean, they scored 12, 12 runs against the Phillies on Sunday, but... Um, they just can't pitch, dude. So the over Sorry. is always zero seven after tonight. My bad. Zero yeah, seven, but the the uh, over for the Rockies is always a solid bet because they can't pitch for shit. Yeah. Uh, for my best bets this week, I'm gonna go Yankees Orioles over nine today. Uh, the Yankees are coming off a loss, and they got Corey Kluber on the mound. Corey Kluber fucking sucks. He is definitely not the same guy that he that he once was. I mean, his his three starts this year, or his last three starts, he's given up two runs in four innings, three runs in four innings, and three runs in two innings. So I mean, he's not even getting out of the the fourth inning right now. And on the opposite side, the Orioles, you know, they aren't very good at pitching either. And Zimmerman, he's been getting lit up too. I mean, this guy's giving up three runs in. Uh, and four innings, two runs in five innings. So he's not very good himself. I like the over nine runs here. I think it's easy money, which if you ever think it's easy money, it's never easy money. <laughs> but I'm going to take the over nine runs, Yankees, Orioles. And then I'm going to go over 220 and a half Milwaukee Bucks for Charlotte. Charlotte obviously missing Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball. Uh, they're also missing Malik Monk. The Bucks coming off a loss against the Hawks, a game where they should have won. They played very poorly on a back-to-back. The Bucks are trying to gain momentum heading into the playoffs here. They've been playing much better late, coming off two wins against Philly before that loss to the, to the Hawks. I like this to be a high-scoring game. Milwaukee's the best offense in the league. They kind of, uh, honestly, that game on Sunday, I watched the entire thing. They were missing a lot of open shots. Like they were just missing shots. Like that's just a game that happens every so often. 
you have them. They very rarely happen twice in a row. We're going over 220 and a half and walking to Charlotte on this one, Ben. Nice. Oh, yeah. Let's go 4 and 0. Want to see it. We, 4 see and 0. Oh, win that money. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. And I absolutely loved my beers tonight. So I am hoping that you loved them. You loved yours uh, just the same. So you had that uh, attention, please, as your first beer. So tell me, how was that one? It was good, man. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of five. It's definitely something I would drink again. Um, I probably wouldn't go out looking for it, though. It was good. It was citrusy. It was flavorful. Had some bitterness to it. A little bit of hazy. A little bit hazy. I can't read the date on the can because I think that it was canned like two or three months ago, which could probably be why I didn't. It's not as fresh, right? So probably caused some uh, a little bit. You should be okay. Should be, but I don't know the transportation process. I don't know if you got, you know, yeah, was it cold the whole way. It was a, it was decent though. 3.75 out of four. I'll drink it again yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yep. And then my second beer, which was the, uh, the hoof hearted, the skin fruit sour ale. This one was really good, man. This is like a four out of five. This is definitely something I would buy again. I would drink again. I love the flavor of it. It's very easy to drink. It's light. It's like a totally spring summer beer. And you got the boys over at barbecuing. You want to bring out some nice brews. It's a beautiful brew. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. So uh, to, to start mine off, I had the, the uh, North Park Beer Company out of San Diego, and that was the Disciples of Fu Simcoe, uh, Simcoe Syndicate. Um, and this one was a great West Coast IPA. Um, this was the double dry hopped with the Simcoe resin and the uh, the the just regular Simcoe hops. And this was a great IPA. Um, this was one that is, it was hop forward, but again, didn't hit you in the face, um, which is what I don't like in beers. Um, it was, it was clear. It was crisp. It was uh, something that can easily go down. Um, you know, it's a little heavy at that 7.4, um, but it didn't, it didn't feel like it was heavy when you were drinking it. Um, this is one that I'm going to be looking out for. I'm going to give this one a 4.25. Um, great, great beer uh, coming out of North Park. Um, I think it's the best and highest I've given a North Park beer before. Um, Shout out to North Park. This uh, this humble forager, man. Um, I had, I think it was version 12. This is version 13 of their um, Coastal Sunshine. And I said version 12 was my favorite uh, fruited sour that I've uh, I've had. And this takes it to a whole nother level. Um, I don't know if this technically counts still because this is a smoothie sour, but um, this is this is a five out of five for me. Um, this is a an incredible beer. Um, it, it it's it's thick for that smoothie. Um, but it really, it just tastes like juice. Um, and coming in at 6%, it's not something that you can't drink a lot of. Um, I, I don't really taste that marshmallow cream that just kind of gives it a little bit of thickness, but it really reminds me of that dull, um, like dull pineapple, orange, banana, um, 
you know, strawberry, orange, banana juice that they put out. And like, this is something that I could drink for breakfast. It is, it's absolutely quality. I am, I'm going to go out and buy, buy out my, you know, local liquor store that I got this one from because it's, it's insanely good. It is insanely good. And Jordan, and I will send you some because they had a few Damn. cans left. So all right, um, five out of five. If you see, I mean, really every beer that I've had from hum- Humble Voyager has been on point. Um, if you see any out there, people grab it. It's, it's quality. It is quality. So great stuff. Five out of five. I think that's only my second five out of five that I've uh, I've given too. So it's one more than me. Yeah. All right. And um, again, I ran out of my uh, my Tavour beers uh, last week, but I do have another box coming. Um, but I gotta make sure we point out that if you do want craft beer delivered, and Humble Voyager is on Tavour as well. But if you do want uh, the best craft beer delivered straight to your front door from breweries all around the U.S use Tavour. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app. Use promo code TAPROOM and get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. Um, it's quality people. Make sure you go out to do that. Um, but everyone out there, thank you for listening to Taproom Sports Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast um, or, or you can check out the, the network's Twitter at Taproom underscore sports. You can check out Jordan's individual, which is at Jordan Rules TSP. And you can search for mine, but you ain't going to find it out there. Uh, we're on Facebook. You can search <laughs> Taproom Sports Podcast or you can just visit www.taproomsportspodcast.com where you can find all of our podcast info and check out our new merchandise in collaboration with the glory got to make sure that you check out apr on thursdays as jordan and i are joined by steady eddie martin as we talk about all the off-season nfl moves and make sure to check out our huge 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 um you know simulcast live version of Hell yeah. the, the nfl draft this week it's gonna Stoke be for it, man. fun it's gonna be two and a half hours, I think, is uh, how long that first round is. Two and a half hours. It'll be a of lot of beers, dude. It's gonna be two and a half hours of greatness. We're gonna have a ton of fun. I mean, we got Brian, we got Eddie, um, that are gonna be on there as well, joining us to make up this uh, incredible tag team. And uh, man, we're gonna be putting bets out there. We'll probably be doing some giveaways as well. It's it's gonna be a ton of fun. Uh, but make sure to check that out. Um, make sure to check out Jordan on, uh, I mean, the whole 94, uh, where he is talking, he's talking college basketball, sorry, regular basketball, NBA hoops, um, all hoops, dude. Yeah. With all hoops. Um, make sure to check out square sharks. We talk, uh, we talk bets throughout the week and we've been, we've been pretty hot these last uh, week, week and a half here. So hot, dude. Hot, hot, hot. Like the A's those out. There we go. But uh, but for this, it was a long one today, guys. Thank you all for uh, for listening to us. Um, I'm Big Ball and Ben Larson here with my co-host Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. Let's we'll go. See you next week. Yeah, we'll see you on Thursday. Yep. See y'all on Thursday.